0: Just go to indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: right welcome back to the hack it out golf podcast myself mark crosswood lou stagner greg chalmers talking where will golf be in 2023 where will it be next year it is such an interesting time it's been such an interesting year the year is not over yet but where are we going to be next year oh, this should be a fun discussion Hello and Greg, welcome. Where will golf be in 2023? It's been a mad, mad year for elite golf, so tournament tour, playing golf. It's been a mad year of obviously Liv taking over, which we're going to talk about. Not taking over, kind of kicking off and starting and the world talking about it. PGA Tour seeing some big predicted changes after their meetings with the indoor thing, which we'll talk about and touch on. Um Lou Stagner's down at 103 Clubhead speed. It's like the years, it's just it's <laughs> what's going on in golf Lou? It's mental, isn't it?
0: it's mental. Yeah, 10103. <laughs> <one, laughs> oh, it, it might be double digits soon here. <laughs> yes. on, on this trend. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 99.
0: Well, if you get if
2: you go down to 99, I'm buying you a hat. <laughs> yeah,
0: 99, 99 on it for sure. Oh uh, there you <laughs> go. 99.
2: <laughs>
1: So um, let's talk about where will golf be next year. I've got I did a little Twitter poll, which I'm just going to share with you guys. I thought it was really interesting. I just want to know your opinion on this as we go because I do want to talk about the Tiger uh, and Rory indoory tech thing. That I think is an interesting um, idea, but I wonder if I did this poll a year ago from now what the numbers would have been so i asked if you could play on any tour in the world what tour would you be playing on now so you can just get a free card here you go i'm gonna hand one to you you can go and play on any tour and it was the pga tour dp world tour live tour and then other as the fourth option um I don't you did you see this or not? Did you see the percentages? Good. Okay, so I did not What know. was the percentage of the PJ people chose the PJ tool, do you reckon? This went out to around 3,000
0: people. 68%.
1: 68%. Greg 72%. 72%. Uh
0: um, price is right rules here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you too if you too love. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> And
0: then uh, live tour. I would I would say, yeah, I would say, I'd say 22%. 22. Uh, Greg,
2: you ain't got most I
0: said 20,
1: left,
2: and I, I'm regretting it already. But anyway, 20.
1: 20. 22. Okay. And yeah. then um, you don't need to do maths, DP. You're putting
0: all at your bottom. So basically. No, I'll do DP. I'm going to do 9% DP and no, then 1% other
1: okay and there's always
0: going to be contrarians that go with you know something yeah ridiculous other. other
1: you haven't got much percent left greg so let's
2: just what am i at eight percent left Then something like that 72 92 eight percent left two options oh but yeah seven and one there Se- you go. seven, and, seven one. and one okay so
1: it was 61 pga tour so 68 to 72 so pretty good guess lou and obviously, Greg, you were reacting to Lou's. Um, DP World Tour was only 12%, which makes sense, but saddens me, like massively. Nine and seven, you both said. Live Tour was 26%. Lou, I think you said 22 and Greg, you said 20 So pretty good guesses, guys. 1% said ever. Um,
2: so, It'd be great to do that poll in 12 months too, Mark. Yeah, well, I think Wait, it, yeah. When, yeah, absolutely. When they, when they well, they had 14 think events and things like that. 100%. Yeah.
1: Well, I think if we go back 12 months ago, the 1%, or well, certainly the DP World Tour would have been second on that list that I guess. Live would have not been there. I mean, I would argue if I worked for Liv Marketing, going into a meeting, if that was any numbers of research that you could use, obviously you'd need bigger data sets and stuff like that, but twenty six percent in one year and their year is not over yet is a pretty big chunk, bear in mind. I reckon before that you would have been in the 80s, the 90% PGA Tour from that post.
2: Four, four events already, isn't it? That's yeah, all I've had, yeah. four events. I mean, that's a, events, I mean yeah. that's a
1: pretty amazing chunk of the market that they're already eating into. What do you guys think of that? It's, I would never have predicted that. Lou? Would you have yeah, predicted I,
0: it? I agree. No, I, I, I'm surprised by it as well. Um, and what was the percent of other? What was one
1: percent other? So we 1%? had some. Okay. We, we had Hannah on. who was on our podcast. You know Hannah from National Club Golfer. Yeah, she said she would have played um, LPGA tour. I think she said. You know, so there was obviously because I didn't put a woman's tour on there. Got it. Um, but I would like to see the live tour. And I have be. to
0: imagine some of the one percent is people looking to get into the Wednesday night league. Yeah, well, I mean, people wanted to play on the Muppet, Muppet tour, which is what cool. we call our videos when we the go on tour. Right. We the call Muppet it the Muppet. Tour. So there
1: were, I think one percent of them wanting to be on the muppet tour as well it is the best tour in golf greg i'll tell you it's a fantastic oh, sounds, tour. sounds wonderful the, the nights out are a little wild but it's a fun <laughs> tour <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i'm not i mean but i am surprised but i'm not surprised i mean they brought some they've brought some talented players to live they've paid them a lot of money to, to go there um and uh, you know pe- people there's people out there like me that I enjoy watching elite world-class players hit a golf ball, whether that's on a PJ tour event, whether that's on a live tour event, or whether that is playing miniature golf at the local mini golf place, I'm going to pull up a chair and watch really good players because I enjoy seeing that. Um, so I, I'm surprised in some respects and in other respects, I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's interesting as well with that number, I think is, Do you think it can get to fifty percent? I mean, if it's twenty six percent in four events, give it another twelve months. Can that not get to fifty percent? So the other question that leads—sorry, go on, Greg.
2: No, I I think you're right. I think it could. And and here's the thing: as time, you know, what do they say? Time heals all wounds. And and ultimately, as we go along in time, already we've seen people starting to soften a little bit to their original stance, or they've realised that, hey. You know, a lot of people are dealing with Saudi Arabia, and then you're not to get into the politics of it, but that's kind of softening a little bit. I think we're finding, and so people and people have seen the golf, and when golf comes on, um, and a lot of times with sport, it gets on TV. There are some people who take a strong stance, but there's a lot of people who just want, like Lou said, just want to watch. Yeah. Um, and and I don't, and and you also have to think globally. Um, you can't just think of this just as you know staying within the United States. That is not just the only place where golf is played. And so you you know if you talk to my friends and people I talk to back home in Australia, can't wait for these guys to come down there. They're they they're ready to rumble um, because they haven't seen a lot of them up front and close and personal for a very long time, um, yeah. if at all in some cases. So for them, it's a it's a no brainer. They're really enjoying the the new formats and and this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to redo that poll in twelve months time as as time kind of lets everyone settle down and think about and get used to watching live golf because they've got 14 events on the books, I think, coming up.
1: Yeah. I think there's a few things that are interesting, and you've touched on them there, uh, Greg, which I want to go a little bit deeper into. Lou, you're the um the resident Start home. and I got really confused because we Good had we, we had Went thanks, I was a bit more on it that time. <laughs> um we had um Wentworth just go past um and there was obviously a bit of a brew ha ha about live players playing in that and we had obviously the media jumped over the Garcia pullout, and rightly so. You know, I I wouldn't say his pullout was a politically good thing to do, and he handled it possibly a little bit wildly. But there were other people who pulled out, but they didn't quite get the press. But anyway, it certainly needed talking about. Um, What was interesting, and I couldn't work it out, is there seemed to be a lot of has-beens who were quite high up that list, and I kept doing the maths on. I've got a has-been maths table that i used i i stole it from the press because they've obviously got this has been table because they can always tell us who the has-beens are and the maths just wasn't i couldn't get it how does that work how does a has-been how does that how does that happen i don't get it i'm
0: confused Uh, i'm I'm gonna go ahead and defer that question to greg (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, I'm going to defer that question to Graham. Are, we, are, we ta-
2: are you talking about has-beens that performed well? Or are we yeah. concerned about... Yeah, there uh, were
1: lots who did pretty good. Like there were lots yeah. that were been... Mm-hmm. When I used the has-been calculator, so the press, they le- I got in like by Anna Is Cohen, it the... Stole the has-been. you going ha-
2: has-been-anometer? What are you calling No, you can't it? Like find a it. You
1: can't find it on the web. You have to have someone in the know and they leaked it to me and you just do some... You know, you do, you do some complex, you know, tapping, like I imagine Lou does daily, big chunky numbers and enter mm-hmm. and tabbing and stuff, and it comes out with a has I couldn't work it out. The mass just didn't add up. I couldn't work it out. Um, but that was quite funny to see has do so well in that event. And I think what's interesting as well, um, which you said there, Greg, also, it's, The hearts and minds idea is definitely seems to be as we watch more golfers just perform in front of us in different shows. So the PGA is a show, the tour is a show and the DP World Tour is a show. It's like going to watch Cats. It's just a show um, of talented people performing. Um, all the other questions definitely seem to be mellowing out in people's minds because of the hypocrisy that is so intrinsic with all these questions. And this is not in support of Saudi Arabia. As I've said a million times, where the money comes from is questionable and there's questions and debates that should be happening and there are good debates that should happen. But the more people just watch good quality golf, they'll start to not even really realise what show they're watching. They're just watching good players. And the more... Certain outlets try to bad and and kind of, like, say pretty nasty things about players, about has-beens and stuff, but then they just rock up the Wentworth and play and they perform, and then if they are still in the majors, and we've now got the Open champion who's playing live as well, current Open champion... Um, so he's going to be playing the Open, what is it, five or ten years? Do you get, if you win the Open? I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. That he oh, it,
2: majors, I think he gets five and it's, the rest of, you know, up till he's 60-something, 60 yeah, 65 or something yeah, so in yeah, the Open itself. That's right. We're going to see him in
1: Majors for a long time still, regardless that he's now playing on Liv. Um These kind of claims are just proving themselves to be what they were, which is this kind of clickable, clickbait, horrible press stuff really, haven't they? It's interesting. Have you felt that, that it's... Yeah. You know, it is now just talking more about golf oh, a the, whole, bit more. the whole
2: idea that I never believed or bought into the idea that the players that Liv had chosen or wanted to have on their tour were anything but good players yeah. um, slash great players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, framing that in any other way was just ludicrous. I mean, um, those guys, even if you want to call some players on the back end of their career, um, what, Lee Westwood just lost in a playoff last last event they played. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty successful event by all, by all accounts. Yeah. Um, i where tell you where, what I want to touch on, and I don't know if you have, we have time for this today. The World Golf Rankings really concerns me. I was just looking today at the list of players that – and one of my concerns is that as fans, we're the ones – the players get punished if they're not allowed in. Yeah. But the fans get punished too, right? And if you look at the list of players who will not – who will be all outside the top world 100 by the end of next summer, so the end of next July, August, right? You're looking at players like Joachim Neiman, Kevin Na, Louis Ustazen, Paul Casey, Taylor Gooch, Jason Kokrak, Harold Varner and Carlos Ortiz, right? All players who are currently young, either right around 50 or inside and who haven't won a major because, we, you know, Cam Smith's going to get to play, yeah. right? And Dustin and those guys, they're going to get to go to the Masters or the Open or whatever. Mark Leishman, for example, is another one hasn't won a major. Um, we're not going to get to see some of these guys at majors as they slide out of the world rankings. And that's going to be a really interesting battle for Live Golf over the next 12 months. I'm fascinated to watch that and see how that plays out. And it could be another thing that ends up in the courts.
1: Is that a battle for Live Golf or is that also a battle for the
2: majors? I think it's a battle for Live Golf to, to decide how many points do they get but my point is, um, and, if
1: you've – sorry, my point there, more is if you've got majors that haven't got these names in when they're blatantly still yeah, they some change of the best the format. players, yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then, are they still majors if they haven't got the best players in? No,
2: and then we all lose there. Like, yeah. they lose. And, and so that's where, yes, you're right. If the World Golf Championships don't sort it out – sorry, if the uh, World Rankings don't sort it out and we find a way to um, keep great players inside the top 150, regardless of what tour they're on um, – then you have to go to the the people who run all these, who aren't run, the majors aren't run by, as we know, they aren't run by the PGA 2 They're all individual bodies that run them. Yeah. And so they would have to come up with different ways to say, oh, okay, we're going to change, let's say Cam Smith, for example, we really want him to play. We're going to make it 10 years into every major and not five. Yeah, yeah. Right? So he gets, change the rules, which they can do. Yeah. Um, so But that's going to be really intriguing to see. You're talking about, some of the game's best players currently and proven over a period of time who will be outside the world top 100 in world rankings. Yeah. Um, And I understand it's leverage. It's leverage for the PGA Tour to keep players wanting to go in because that's the next piece of this. It's an arms race now for the next young Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. You just saw today or a day ago, young man in college over here, ranked top 10 in the country. He's going to live golf. It's an arms race for those guys now because they don't. I know, and we all know, the PGA Tour want those young men on their tour, and so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out as well. And the World Golf Rankings is one of the leverage that that PGA Tour can use if you if you can't get good points on Live Golf.
1: Yeah yeah 100%. Lou does does it harm the majors going forward if we lose Patrick Reed? I know that's not the best name to use cuz everyone just their toes curl off when you say
2: that name obviously. I tried I tried to pick people yeah I tried to pick people who haven't won a major. Yeah. And they're in the top 50 right now. And I'm like, there's some good names there like two, Taylor
1: Goop. They're clearly is good, good players. Yeah, yeah Westwood obviously still got plenty in him. Um are they still majors if they haven't got these players in them? What do you think?
0: Well, um I would imagine that the best players in the world want to compete against the best players in the world. And not having Brooks there, not having DJ there, not having Patrick Reed, not having Bryson not having some of those names be able to participate um, seems like it would not be great for golf. Um, I would want them there just because they are, no matter what their official world golf ranking is, they're amongst the best players in the world, and I would want them to compete at the majors. The majors are, you know, as we know, it, it, uh, arguably and probably correctly the most important and most followed part of professional golf. Um, And winning those carries a significant amount of weight. And I would not want fields to be softer. Now, are there great players coming up? Um, Sure, absolutely, 100%. But right now, all of those names and and several others that, uh, you know, we haven't talked about are amongst the best in the world. And they should be there competing. Um, is if if we want to have the best fields for the majors, is uh, how I look at it. How I look at it and think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, I, I, go on, Greg.
2: Yeah, you know, I was just going to say it. Definitely, um, I definitely feel like in an effort to punish the players, the fans lose too. Of course they do, right? And and the event loses, uh, and they have to figure it out. And it's such a difficult balance because let's say you sit here and you say, well, just give them a bunch of points on live golf. Well, it gets really challenging because then you might have someone climb up the world rankings who really hasn't proved because they've got, they've got so many thing criteria that they need to sort out a little bit. Um, the pathway in and out right now, you're just plucked out of thin air by someone by Greg Norman or a committee or something. There's no way in and out of this tour. There's no qualification process. So that's challenging because you, you have to have a way in and out, um, to to be a legitimate tour uh, so there's an awful lot there that they need to get right because yes we need these guys and the, either the majors change the the way they structure it and we're about to see it not a major but we're about to see this come up pretty soon next may the defending champion they just nicked his car car parking spot last week cameron smith um they took his special spot away and he won't be playing <laughs> right you know so you know, that's the kind of stuff where, yeah, sure, Cam's punished. PGA
1: Tour player of the year, Cam Smith.
2: Cam's yeah, P, yeah, PGA player <laughs> of the year, I think it was. PGA Tour player, Scotty Shepherd, yes. right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, so that's that's the thing. Like who wins here? Um, he's getting punished, but so are we as a fan. Um, yeah. and so is the event. They lose out. So in a perfect world, you you would have sat down like a long time ago and had a chat and, and figured out how we can do this and everybody hopefully wins, but that didn't happen. So now we've got this mess. Um, Going to be really challenging for the game to figure out. Yeah,
1: there's definitely still plenty of unknowns when it when you start bringing in the entity of the majors and that then brings in the next entity, which is the Ryder Cup. And oh, also again. the President's yep. Cup, which is something I don't really particularly follow, but the President's Cup for you guys, is that something that you will follow or not? What How, how does the President's Cup sit in America?
0: um it's it's clearly um you know s- behind the Ryder cup uh, as far as interest as far as excitement um i've heard it called um because of the some of the players that are not playing this year i've heard it called the vice president's cup which <laughs> i think is pretty funny <laughs>
1: why did ryan uh, fox not get selected for the president's cup am i missing something what happened there
2: so after after Kemps, so I just read a Why little bit Ryan about Fox, this. Why Ryan Fox, like he's had oh, a I hell agree.
1: of a like, year. He's top 50 in the world rankings.
2: Crushes it.
1: Oh, I, I played Hollow. with Ryan last year, this year, wowzers.
2: Yeah.
0: Did yeah, so he swing it, it faster I, than 106? He was a and little faster
1: than 106. Just, he was 184 just. ball speed, not really trying mm. that hard. Right. Um, Which,
2: you know, going to Quail Hollow. Uh, yeah. that would have been kind of nice to have. Yeah. I don't know. I'd, he needed a pick, obviously. Um, Trevor didn't go that way. I think he was 13th on the list once, once Cameron Smith and Leishman came out. Um, and, again, this is our quick example of, um, you know, we miss out, the event misses out. Because of this this situation, so is it? I don't
1: know, and I'm not stating this as a fact. It's a question: Is it because he's a DP World Tour player, so a little bit off the radar of
2: where? I would hope not. No, I would. I, would not, I don't know. It's a question.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, Ryan Fox isn't exactly not. a household name in you know around the world. I would say, is he? He's quite a unassuming yeah. guy. He doesn't shout much. As in, he's he's you know he's 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 not walking around like a star, he's so down-to-earth and like you wouldn't get a more down-to-earth lovely Kiwi guy, basically. Um I don't know. Was it a bit of that or not? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I look and it it's it, it I was surprised to not see that pop up. Yeah. Um, all right, so, um the answer to your earlier question though, does you know what's your the event matters when the internationals win it, and if the America wins it, then it doesn't matter at all. Right? You know, in my mind, like yeah. we need some competition. Right? Yeah, we need we need something that. It, and it was close last time at Royal Melbourne. It was actually a pretty good competition, and that's all we need it to be close. If it's over Saturday night, and it's because they just haven't had that back and forth that you need to have to create history, create some angst and some some venom and some things that fans like to see. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that's a massive disadvantage to the internationals, the Americans just get to tap into national pride, and because it's the internationals and it comes from this variety, they haven't figured out a way. Identity all from, almost. Yes, you haven't. You've, how do you tap into something when you've got you know young man from South America and a young man from Korea and Australia and New, New Zealand, whatever? Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very very difficult. The Europeans have done a very good job by that over the years, but that also helped by having the European tour. Yes. Um, and we all know how that was driven by Seve and Bernard and Woozy and Faldo. They they just really wanted to beat those guys over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. there's almost tour versus tour in those days. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's it'll be it needs a good competition, is what it needs.
1: Yeah. And then, so that then leads us on to the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup, good. Like, where's that going to look? I actually, I was really worried for the European Ryder Cup. Uh, naively, I was like, you know, are we going to have any kind of a team going forward next year? And I actually looked. Um, at, I'm trying to find it right now as I speak. The UK, or the European Rider Cup standings. I'm not going to be able to find it in time here. I don't know if you guys have got it, but our team actually looked pretty good post live. So you took the live players out. Our, our team. Um, still looked pretty good. I was really worried that it was going to look like shockingly embarrassing. I don't know if anyone can find it as we we look now. I I can't remember where I found it now. But our team actually looked like I looked at the names and just thought, yeah, that's as strong as any other team that we had. But Ryder Cup going forwards, is it going to sustain as the uh, event it is? Or will that be weakened with what's happening with Liv? Just do you just a,
2: just a couple Sorry to interrupt, but just a couple of names that I just found a, a little list here. John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton. Um Fitzpatrick. Can't Wies, Fitzpatrick, uh Rory. Um, and then we start to get into uh Robert McIntyre, yeah, he's good. Victor Hovland. Victor's um, great,
1: obviously. I mean, um, it's a good team, isn't it? Like you look at the yeah, names. It's,
2: yeah. It's hey. it's no more decimated to me than the American team, you know, like it's no more they lost Dustin or, you know, yeah. if they don't get to play and a few other guys. So. Which um, I thought
1: was quite positive for the Ryder Cup because I would like the Ryder Cup to personally, on a very selfish personal stance, I would like the Ryder Cup to be able to survive the changes personally. It's a fun event. It's a great event. Right. Um, it definitely dials into non-golfers as well because you do get that fast-paced action, right? you don't get over four days of golf for the non-golf watcher. Um, Lou, do you think the Ryder Cup can survive this?
0: Um, sure, I mean I think I, I think it can. I'm curious to see what happens. You know, people like John Rahm have spoke out, and he has said pretty directly that he thinks that um, the live player should be able to participate in the Ryder Cup. Um, I don't. Th- think whether they participate or not um, uh, for Team Europe, I don't think it matters. I don't think Europe stands a chance <laughs> and, uh, to win. <laughs> so so USA. It doesn't USA. really. USA. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it doesn't matter who plays. You can pick anyone you want. Go ahead, Mark. You, you pick the team, hand pick them yourself. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a, a drubbing is that is that is that a word? Yeah, that's what that that's, is. Yeah, well that's Congrats yeah. on your word. <laughs> yeah, I, I know all the best words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's uh it's going to be really interesting. How about if they don't allow live players to play? Aside from guys playing. They've lost about four captains to live golf for the oh, Europeans, no. you, know, you know, between Westwood and, and Garcia. Um, maybe Kyman might have got a berth one day. I don't know. Like there's, there's a few guys in there. Stenson obviously said yes and then no. Um, yeah. So, you know, the golf world's got a lot to figure out about how it's going to approach this um, live golf throwing a spanner into the works.
1: Yeah, and again, I think like John Ram was suggesting, which was interesting because he's been very hot and cold with his comments publicly in in um, on live. But definitely, those players. I personally think that if live players can be included in both teams, is a positive for me as a selfish viewer. Again, I don't want some of the best players not to be playing in it, and that was the beauty of the Ryder Cup. It was. Apart from debating picks, it was generally the best players over the period of the two tours, in effect, wasn't it? And with some who mixed, because obviously Rory is predominantly PGA, but would earn enough points and stuff for it still to qualify. Um, so I personally think, again, it would just be a shame if it doesn't, you know, if it translates. The only other thing which would be interesting, and obviously I can't see it ever happening, certainly not in the immediate um management styles because it does feel a little bit personal at the moment, doesn't it? Live VPJ tour. It does feel like maybe um Monhan and uh Greg might be off each other's Christmas
0: card
2: list, I'm guessing. This. Don't think that I don't think they're going down the local <laughs> having a
0: having a beer. <laughs> Probably Mark, is it is it potentially better for you um in all seriousness to not have the best players on the European team so if some can't play because they participate and live and they're, and they're yeah, not on the team, it, good does it make it does it make it make easier for you when you lose because you know you don't have your best players there so you're kind of expecting to lose? It's like an excuse. I mean, you're going to lose anyway. It's like a baked now...
1: in. It's like a baked <laughs> in excuse. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's <laughs> like <laughs> it's like hitting that T-shirt on the first and then going, cool, I haven't played for a few weeks. This could go yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's gone yeah, down the middle. middle. How yeah, yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I've birdied the first three. That's awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do it now. So it is, yeah, now, but in if I thought you were actually asking a serious Ryder Cup question no. there, Lou. But if it <laughs> no. was a serious question, my point would have been, which is kind of reflects back to the original point, is I just want to see the best players. So I, I don't I how we define who are the best players is obviously more complicated now, I get that. But I just want to see the best players playing for both yeah. team. Um that's what makes it a best uh, a spectacle. I want to see DJ taking on Ram, or, you know, and, and I can't think of anything better if I was selling a product than, let's say, I don't know, you know, two people who have been public, polter uh, V you know, that's a, that's a, who doesn't want to see that as a 12th match yeah. on a Sunday like that? Bill, that one out. Brilliant. It's, it's almost like the boxing fights you could do that in vegas couldn't you do you know what i mean it's just it's got the potential if you look at it as a marketing exercise to be even more marketed even more exciting you know that the press that talk to non-golfers would grab hold of that and you know give that out as something to sell so i do think there's some real positives as well as some negatives in there and it'll be interesting to see which way it goes in 2023 uh, Greg, something else you said, and I've said it a few times to friends and people that I chat to, um, the fact that Live is a global tour or trying to be more of a global tour possibly mm-hmm. is one of its advantages. When I look at those percentages that I saw at the start or I, I, I read out at the start of the podcast, I think I said it to you guys, if in America, if Live can be get itself anywhere near 50-50 in America – through what people watch, follow, what tour they think, you know, they're just split, they can only win globally because you go and take, when you take DJ to the Grove this year in just outside of London, Um, we don't get to see DJ. Like, there was a few people I know in golf who don't really go to golf tournaments. They watch a bit on telly. They follow the news and stuff. But they were like, quite almost went to that. Like I I was thinking of going. Mm -hmm. It was only that it was the first one that they didn't really know what it would be like where... I think next year, and it's going to be at the Grove next year, and I can I can drive three hours and I'm now watching DJ and I'm watching Cam Smith and I'm watching um, Bryson. Uh, these are three players I'm not really getting to watch unless I come over to you guys or I go to an Open, which has its other downfalls, the size of crowds and the rest of it, and it's um, whether you're competing against them with an Open. So the global tour side of it, I think, is something next year going forwards that could be huge i mean australians yeah. getting those kind of players down to that i mean uh, australia must feel like golf just literally doesn't care about it doesn't it down there like oh, there's, yeah there's so no bad. question mark the amount of great we players were, they give to the world and we just yeah. take them and don't do anything give them back ever it's, it's
2: well sad. we we were swallowed up you know we had a pretty successful there were 18 events at its peak in the late 80s yeah and early 90s 18 events at its peak and then with the advent of whether it be, you know, the wraparound schedule or just when basically when Tiger came along um, and we figured out that we could play golf 12 months a year and not just nine. Because the PGA Tour typically, the great players really didn't kick off until about March, you know, getting ready for the Masters. they go to Doral. Yeah. I remember no one really talked about the West Coast that much, you know, like in, in that run of events and things like that. So now it's all big. There's a fall series. There's this and that. And that swallowed up tours around the world. Yeah. Um. There is some irony to me that the very thing that the PGA Tour did to some places in the world is happening to them a little bit now. Yeah. yeah, You know, they're they're having people coming into their kitchen and saying, "Actually, we we want to run events and we want to do this." So, uh, but there's definitely on the table. They're talking about one or two events down in Australia, and I can tell you the politics of it. No one cares. They 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 want to see these guys play golf. Yeah. They care about watching great golf yeah. um, and to get that calibre of players to come down all at once without having to pay them. Usually we have to pay them. Yeah. Um, they're going to be paid by other people. Yeah, um, Fans will be thrilled. Open and champion, you, you, Cam you, Smith. Them, yeah. And off. you extrapolate that around the world. There's other places that I've travelled. I've played in China. And you, you can take this to a lot of countries where golf doesn't go. at uh, Those players don't go at that level. And if they're prepared to do it half a dozen times a year, Oh uh, or something like that then yeah you you're, you're getting paid a lot of money but you you're actually get you're earning it because you've you've got this uh you know option to grow the game if you want to call it grow the game but show your game off around the world yeah
1: yeah and i i, I grow the game i think and i think yeah, you agree i mean i don't i don't i never really use that yeah statement. wrong term but yeah. i know yeah because i think it means so many other things but it certainly has a chance of showing its show to a global audience. If that global audience choose to participate in the game, I think is a, is a very different. You could do a whole podcast on that because people have actually studied that and said that it doesn't and it does and what have you. But just showing golf and what golfers are about to a global audience you know I follow as I said many times NBA in the UK you know they're they're showing their product to me it's accessible I can pay I can watch it I can dial into it and they sell these brands around the world I can walk through streets in the UK and you'll see Lakers you'll see Celtics you'll see Mm -hmm. the the Nets a little bit but Lakers and um, Celtic because they're global brands that they've sold you know they're they're cool brands um and the fact that golf has a chance which might work or might not of selling this kind of brand out is in lots of ways i think could be positive and i don't mean that as in more people playing because i don't see it that way but just the more money there is in the game the more money the pga tour earns the more money the dp world tour earns the more money live tour players earn the more charity work will happen. You all have foundations. I don't I've never met a tall yeah. player who's successful, hasn't got a foundation. Like, there's taxes to pay, you know, foundations work on so many levels, um, financially and morally, and make you feel better that you're giving back and supporting communities. Uh, people can win, like lots of people can win. And it's quite interesting. Oh, never gets reported they are, on. Mark. The Live the Liv Events they order, they order, yeah. give a lot away to charity and it's never reported on. It's so funny. No. And I'm not trying to be a spokesman for Live Here because the PJ Tour give a lot away to charity as well and do great work. But I do not see many reports about the X million that they gave to area around the Grove and what have you when they played there because obviously it just doesn't meet the criteria of what people want to talk about um global tour Lou do you reckon it's I mean there's definitely chance for it to become more global which will mean that you'll miss some events you'll have to watch them the day after like we do is that going to turn American audiences off or not what do you think
0: uh you know it potentially could right so when the President's Cup was when it was in Australia I mean there's a big time difference between here and Australia and it was it's challenging to watch for sure but the diehards like me will record and watch and, and uh, we'll, we'll figure out a way to tune in. Um, The global audience is enormous. And so, you know, if live can get the right type of players um, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it from other countries outside the United States. And if they travel around and and play in different places, I, I think that, you know that I don't think that hurts them uh, by any stretch, um, especially in other countries. Um- I don't, I don't know if the key for them is some kind of TV deal in the, I, the United States. I, I think they're on networks in other countries. I'm not sure about that. I, I know the only way I can watch them now is is on YouTube. Same for us um, in the
1: UK. And we, we're we only YouTube. We're The networks, we're still at that stage where <laughs> the networks try not even to show them on telly at the
2: moment. That was, it's yeah, so PM, BMW. But it's so, I mean, it's
0: so
1: funny. I mean, it, it's so obvious because they've got, X amount of years invested in paying for PGA Tour rights and what have you, mm. it's not complicated. It's like I don't go no. into Sainsbury's big supermarket here in the UK and see many adverts for Tesco's, you know, it's just how nah, business works. I, I yeah. get it, do you yeah, see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm I, surprised I just think I, it's funny that people don't they, they talk about it as if it's not, it's just, of course, they're not going to show the live players if they can because. They've spent millions to get the rights to show the PGA Tour and they're probably in a deal that's going to last X amount of
2: years.
1: (laughs) It's just business.
2: It's not just
1: golf like people think it's just golf. No, it's people trying to control
2: it. With all of their money, and I don't know if they've done this, but I spitballed about it on Twitter the other day, they could afford to clearly uh, just go to the networks and say, we want you to run ad free. Here's 50 or 100 a year. Um, or whatever the number is, and that would then flip the dynamic. That's how we have to put golf on TV typically in Australia. The events pay the TV to, to s- sort of supplement advertising because they're oh, not wow. getting enough. Mm. Yeah, so it's different. It's vastly different. And I wondered if they would ever be able, be able to do it. Hey, we're going to flip this all on its head. No yeah. ads, four hours of golf, uh, quick, fast-paced, watch a ton of golf, um, and see if one of the networks jumps at that. Opportunity because right now they're one of the biggest complaints about network TV and golf over here, and I understand it is that there is a lot of stop and ads, not a lot of actual show on the shots.
1: I don't know how you guys, when I'm in America and I put the golf on, (laughs) oh my word, like it's bad. It's not Sky Sports, but how (laughs) well we're bad at it here. I don't have those, but I've seen them, and it's like ad, 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 (laughs) but over there. Wow, wow, wow. You got to pay those bills, man. Yeah, I get those bills. I get the model. I
2: get the model. I think one of the upshots out of this whole discussion, too, what a, we've seen this in the last six months, what a great time to be a young man trying to play golf at a high level. You got options, didn't you? Oh, wow. I mean, the money flowing. I mean, you know, I'm just reading off some of this stuff here. $100 million going into the PIP program, paying out to 20 players now. $500,000 Five hundred thousand dollars guaranteed. I mean, we know five thousand dollars if you're in the one twenty six to one fifty category and you miss the cut, here's five grand. I mean, stuff that we, you know, years ago, certain players might have brought it up. Oh, you should pay to miss the cut, and they were just laughed at. Like, oh, no, that's just not how we do it. And now we're doing it. Um, what's funny and it's though? Been fascinating to watch yeah. how quickly it's changed, Mark. How what, quickly it's been. What's amazing. so
1: funny with it though is that if <laughs> this is what I think's really quite interesting is that you throw lots of money at it and people have this discussion of they'll be less competitive. Uh, What? So I don't go in. If I've got a choice of professions I go into, so shall I be a professional, I don't know, shall I be a professional tiddlywinks player or should I be a professional PGA Tour player? Because I've got both options, really good at tiddlywinks and really good at golf. Uh, Well, golf pays loads. I'm going into that. Sure, It makes it more competitive. The NBA is pretty competitive because there's young kids who want that pie. They want it. They want to take that big chunks of those pies. I don't see the money as making it less competitive. I actually see it as making it more competitive. Oh,
2: absolutely. Um, People might be
1: less competitive for longer periods of time like they used to have
0: to be. Mark, right. where's the legacy button? I've been oh, waiting for sorry. It. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I'm a bit, I've been on holiday. Legacy. Yeah,
0: there
1: you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> nice, like nice. Um, but what's so interesting with discussion? And I, because I, I there's one other thing I want to quickly touch on before we run out of time. And, and this is what's so interesting about going in forward. Our conversation has been consumed by live chat, PGA and live battles, but predominantly live chat, mm. and that is definitely what happens out into the world at the minute. As much as you've got these people who want to, you know, try and put their knife into other tours because they're in bed with other tours, um, what happens actually is the more people are talking about it, the more I think it just generates interest. It doesn't matter that people are saying this, that, they're bad, that bad, they're awful, that's awful, this bad. It just makes people more intrigued. The worst thing can happen to live is that people stop talking about it. If people stop talking about it, it'll actually start to maybe become... A little bit normal, but what about the reaction? They had the players meet in. Tiger and Rory are coming to save the day. Uh Tiger is the savior of golf. He is, um, and Rory now saves golf as well. They're going to do an indoor on your sofa, Sega Mega Drive competition. What What do we think of the indoor? I'm being, I'm joking and being flippant, and I shouldn't be because it could be fantastic, and hopefully it does pay off. But what do we think of the technology partnership tiger and rory and the indoor golf and
2: tech infused is a the term infused. they use tech infused. i always think i'm in infused,
1: infused with tech as well <laughs> could,
2: could be doing infusing some hair but anyway um,
1: what, tech, do we, what do we reckon is that gonna work or not i hope it does what what do you think
2: Golf. I sure hope it does. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting. It's you need personalities, you need people who are um, good at being chatty and, and things like that because it's going to be, I imagine, a pretty relaxed format. It, it sounds like what you know, top golf um, at night. It sounds yeah. like that could yeah it's, yeah, it sounds like that kind of thing somehow. I don't know how they they're going to do it. I, I do trust that they're not going to be short of funds. Um, and they'll have plenty of options to throw some tech at it and throw some challenges and, and make it enjoyable to watch. Um, as long as they understand that just hitting golf balls isn't – I don't know. I don't know if that lifts anyone's dress up. I don't find that particularly you, – you have to have something about it that's interesting and, and got some personality to it. Uh, so it's it, so much unknown about it, but, you know, they've started what Tomorrow Sports, I believe it's called, um, and they've got 15 events for Monday nights, six players – you know, in teams, um, going to be really intriguing to see how that, uh, you know, how that plays out. There's plenty of shows here, particularly in the United States. There's plenty of shows on TV uh, in that mold, in other areas of sport or athletics that at work. Uh, so it'll be really intriguing to see how they get it done.
0: Lou, what do you think? I think it's going to do really well. Yeah. So uh, last year, uh, a couple of years ago, the NGF, National Golf Foundation, they release a ton of data every year on, on what's going on uh, in golf and in the United States, there were about 36 million total people involved in golf. Um, and 12 million who only played on the golf course, uh, 12 million who played on the golf course and at an off cor- off course facility, like top golf yeah, and 12 million that only went to Top Golf. So there's as many people that only go to Top Golf as only go play real golf. Um, I think they're going to draw a ton of eyeballs from all three of those groups of, of people. And I think it could be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I would, you know, the, I think they need the right personalities. Um, and, you know, I, I've always, you, you know, we saw Tiger in some of the made for TV stuff. And I don't think Tiger, you know, watching him in some of those events, I don't think he has the ability to, he's grinding. Like no matter what it is, he's going to go into grind mode and he's not out there whooping it up. Uh, You know, he's got a very different personality than, uh, you know, Lee Trevino. right? Lee Trevino would have been amazing for something like that. I still hope they bring him on. Um, He's what, 80-something right now? That'd be amazing to have Lee because he would be very entertaining. If they can get people to be entertaining, uh, whether that's, The person hosting, whether it's the caddy, if they have caddies, caddy player interactions, whatever it happens to be, I think it has an opportunity to be an absolute home run. I'm, it's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy watching it. I also think depending on how they do it, it could be an absolute home run for gambling as well. Um, People that really want to gamble. So there could be some huge, huge eyeballs on this thing. I predict it does, it does smashingly well.
2: Smashingly Wow, well. I like that. Smashingly. It. Some, uh, He's throwing some, gone some all English UK verbiage to sudden. He'll <laughs> be drinking a cup of tea there, see? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, I think too, I, you know just touch on that, I can imagine something like you think the 16th hole at Phoenix, you imagine that <laughs> under lights and you end up with an event that you have a vast portion of the people in the stands are there just because. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. There's and something massive going on. Yeah. The golf's kind of in the background, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And lose correct. The gambling side of it's phenomenal. Um, I could just imagine myself sitting there with some food and a drink and a bag full of dollar notes and gambling with a buddy of mine and on a small scale, right, yeah. just on in anything. So um, it could be a lot of fun if they do it right, and uh, it'll be really intriguing. You see 2024, I believe, that kicks yeah. off. Yeah. So we got a bit
0: of time up our sleeve, so yeah, we'll see yeah. how we go. I'm super. I'm really excited for it. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm anticipating it. It's going to be well done. Now, if they said they were kicking this off in January of 2023, then you'd be a bit worried. You know, and they, it might have been a bit rushed, but I was act, I was happy to see that they are. It's going to take them over a year to be ready uh, and up and running. I, I think that will allow them to uh refine what they're going to create what they're going to produce and what's going to be out there but uh i'm i i will watch every one of them i won't miss one yeah cool
1: i mean i i with the event i hope it works and i i really don't know if it will or won't i can't in the uk it's certainly not something that we would see very much So it might take us a little bit of time to get into it where i definitely think in america like you say you've got other Sports using that kind of genre and already succeeding with it. So the blueprint's there and it absolutely has a chance. I don't see it doing anything to move the needle in the fact of should I go and play on the PGA Tour or the Live Tour if I was an up-and-coming golfer? personally i see it as a separate bit of entertainment is that fair or not uh, or yeah i think it, yeah i mean i, it's I like stand a standalone. it's like
0: well, you know i think it'll move the needle financially for rory and tiger yeah. and i think <laughs> yeah, they're going yeah. to make a hang on there the to money save are the well, as they're, they're, a they're golf it's make not a,
2: about the money Lou. it's, it's, <laughs> it's about the legacy <laughs> of tech in, <laughs> it's the
0: legacy of tech infused monday night <laughs> You know, hit and giggle golf. Save, so yeah. so yes, on the agree. back,
1: I'm just writing on my hand, save golf, um, earn more money. What? <laughs> just just yeah. my notes for that players meeting. Uh,
2: but isn't it like, a? think of the opportunities though, like Lou's talking about Trevino. Imagine if you had, you could get some of the women involved, you get some up-and-comers involved, some college kids. There's so many things that you could do there to really generate interest and then sort of see – um, you know, what the it, fan wants and what, what
1: you can't yeah, go. So you could so certainly I, I, introduce personalities, and that's what well, golf needs. So that's what show than, needs. It needs styles and personalities.
0: More than that, what do we always hear about? What do we always hear about? And I'm going to say on Twitter, we always hear on Twitter how, ah, you know, if I had a few weeks, oh, I could, yeah, I could be com- so great to get Pros you versus Joes <laughs> in yeah. that, right? I would love to see a <laughs> bunch of 12 handicaps out there competing, shanking right? around be, the yeah. stands. It'd be so much <laughs> yeah. fun because you could do it. You can't really bring them out there you know at tory pines and compete at tory pines you, that's just never going to happen right yeah. but in this environment you could you could have an yeah. episode where you have you know a, a pro-am type of a deal and it would be amazing to see a bunch of 15 handicappers on national tv in front of a live audience just to hosel rocket after <laughs> hosel rocket it. it'd be incredible it'd be so great <laughs> i would love it so
2: great yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see where that comes. That's 2024, as you say, not 2023, but going forwards. And then the last thing then, just to finish, um, PGA Tour also talked about, and I don't know where we stand on this, if it's happening and where the news is with it, the PGA Tour within the PGA Tour. There was elitist events kind of talked about, like events within events, as in like a little bit like... (laughs) Fourteen events with more money guaranteed. Was that was it? Almost felt like the live tour within the PGA Tour. Was that one of the things that was talked about? It, do we? I think yeah. It...
2: So I'm just. I actually printed this off. They got the the top players are making a commitment to participate in the twelve elevated events if eligible, plus three additional FedEx FedEx Cup events of their choosing. Now some of these events, uh, if eligible, is very much in bold letters because you've got the players, the Masters, the PGA, the U.S. Open, the Open, the Championship total of 20 events minimum um, is what they're committing these guys to play to. Um, The elevated events are Century Tournament Champions, the Genesis, the Arnold Palmer, uh, Memorial, uh, Match Play, FedEx St. Jude, which is also a World Golf Championship kind of thing, BMW, which is only top 70. So you really are getting it down to top 70-ish, guys, Um, which, again, I don't have a problem when you start to say, "Hey, we want to have these." Top- Make sure you've got a pathway to get to top seventy-two, though. Yeah, right. You know, because you can't just. It becomes quite self-fulfilling if you just have the same guys churning out, accessing free points um, or free money, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're exempt again because you, you kind of couldn't fail. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that's going to be intriguing.
1: Lou, what do you think of that? Those events, those elevated
0: events. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I think it's just, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a response to the changing world, right? And they created these events to uh, keep the top players happy and, and give them some money. And, and um, you know, I, again, I'm a huge golf fan and I'm going to watch golf no matter what. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the smaller field events, to be to be honest. Um, I like fuller field events. One of the things that drives me crazy about the small field events is even when you put the best players in the field and you look at the WGC events and you go back through the WGC events and you see, you know, the bottom player in the field, they did not have a good week, right? They, if they were playing in a full field event, they're slamming their trunk and they're going home on Friday Friday. Um, and, and so you have a lot of players that are just nowhere near in the mix across all four rounds because they're just having a bad week. And I think that's the, the drawback of small field events, no matter where they are, whether it's a PGA tour, small field event, live tour, a DP world tour, Asian tour, it doesn't matter where it is. It's the, uh, it's one of the downfalls of a small field event. Um, and, um, uh, I'll watch. I'll I'll watch. I watch all of them now. I'll continue to watch all of them. Uh, I like watching the best players in the world uh, out there competing. So um, it'll be interesting to see where we are a year from now. Like if we redo this podcast in September of next year, all the, I mean, think of everything that's happened in the last six months. Um, you know, give us another 12 months and see where we are and what's going on. It's been
1: quick, is not it, how quickly It's, it's changed. been very quick. Very, like lightning yeah. fast, <clears throat> isn't it? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. I think the last thing for me, just to finish on the wrap this pod up, is that um, it's been quite interesting to see, and I haven't found it that surprising, but with golf fans, it's been interesting to see how surprised they are, with some of the players' decisions. So let's take Cam Smith's decision. You know, he is one of these, maybe the best player this year, one of the best players this year. He's got a career that's well ahead of him. And he's not valuing some of the things that the audience thought had all the value in, possibly. Mm. Mm. You know, he's not maybe fussed about making certain teams. He's maybe not fussed. He wants to play more majors, but uh, is he that fussed? Mm. But obviously he's going to play more majors, so he knows that's maybe base is covered. Uh, he's not fussed that he's going to be world number one. These are all things that the audience have held or certainly the audience I've been watching, you know, they would hold it as their things. They would, if I was a, love to be Mm -hmm. world number one, I'd love to win this. But the actual players, these real human beings who have got families and they've got lives and they've got lives outside of their work, which is often hard, I think, for the audience to comprehend because they only see them on game days. um, They're valuing some other things as Mm -hmm. more important. I I I found that really interesting as someone who understands relatively well pro golf and what you guys, like yourself, Greg, and others, you know, go through and do. And I don't know if anyone saw the Appy Bamrat comment. He's talking about yep. Malaysian player, I think he is, Abby, and he was saying about... Thai. Thai, sorry, yeah, being really yep. lonely because he's got no one he can really speak to because no one speaks Thai apart from his caddy. And he kind of like... And I just thought... Like he's the. I know. I think he's Corn Ferry maybe now, but he was a successful DB yeah, world. He lost player his card. Yep. He, you know, he was a very good player when I remember seeing him at the Turkish Open and stuff, and everyone would follow him. Um, and he's kind of like, you know, this is tough. This is this is yeah. tough for me. So it's been really interesting to see the golf fan try to reevaluate, like, because some do try to reevaluate what it means to them, and obviously some just get angry because it's almost a bit. Rude, isn't it? Hang on. I've been watching all this golf for all this long time, and I thought it was about winning majors, being world number one, playing the Ryder Cup, and you've just gone, "Uh, I don't care about that. I just want to earn more money. And that's been quite a shock for lots of people. So it'll be interesting going into 2023 how people's ideas of what golf pros really are changes or not. Um,
2: More guaranteed money. Yeah. That's the thing. Guaranteed. Like, here's here's 130. Here's 200. here's, Here's some of these numbers. Um, quite incredible, um, and then you always have to think about um, what if I don't get to play next season? What if my back gives out? And we've seen, and there's you know I don't want to mention the player's name, but there's a chance a very good player is is out for a while because of a back back injury. Yeah, um, and so it's it's not no guarantee, but here's this guarantee, and so and I think too, part of it, too, it people need to understand that's generational money. That isn't like he's a million dollars. Yeah. He's $130 million, Yeah, right? That's crazy money uh, to set not just you up, your family, the next family, you know, down the line and down the line we go.
1: Yeah,
2: um, And so, and I think one of the misnomers or one of the, some players have misspoken. I don't know if that's the right word, but they've said they don't want to play as much. I think what they should have said was I want the option to not play as much. Yeah, Right. And that way, it wouldn't have been framed as when you when you show up to events like the B&W, oh, you told us you didn't want to play much. No, I just like that option. And yeah. that's what Liv gives them. It gives them the option to only play 14 times, or if they want, they can throw in a handful more. Um, it's, it's a very sweet spot for a professional golfer, and yeah. we all have to sort of adjust and change our thinking or keep hating it, one or the other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou, what do you think? It's been quite interesting to see. I reckon you would have looked at it maybe – I don't want to speak for you, but I'm guessing a little bit more romantically before this come and you're now starting to, because some of the questions I've heard you ask Greg over times on and off camera, I think, are that Lou's still thinking as a golfer with that question rather than like corporate Lou sometimes. What do you think? Has it been a bit of a shock for you how maybe they don't think you know, it's not just about golf for them. It is a, it's Lou a is business. very romantic too. Mark. He is, isn't he? Yeah, right. Right. He does he does ask you the odd <laughs> question. I just think, oh, Lou yeah, <laughs> Greg I'm doesn't want to go there. Come on. That's <laughs> what I'm known for. <laughs> that's what
0: I'm known for. Um, I, I've never been, uh, I, I've always been under the impression that professional athletes are, are playing their sport. Uh, yes. Do they love the sport? Absolutely. But they play for money. Um, they, they don't play for free. Um, and if you, if you don't believe me, try to get one of these golfers to show up to one of your charity outings and, and not, and not give them money or show up to one of your corporate outings and not give them money. Uh, you'll typically have to give them money. I shouldn't have said charity, probably corporate outings is better, but get them to show up to one. Of, they're going to, they're going to make you pay for their attendance and, and, and that's okay. It's completely fine to play for money. and, and I think they're all playing for money. And if they weren't, I mean, somebody I'll pick on Rory, well, you know, we is Rory playing for legacy. I'm he still makes money. Um, I don't I haven't seen that he's signed up for the giving pledge with Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates pledged to give away 99% of what he has. I haven't seen Rory do that. It's not about the money and Rory can keep every dollar he's earned to this point in his life, which is probably a few hundred million. Um, And if it's not about the money, then give away every dollar you make from this day going forward. I know it's kind of ridiculous argument and a ridiculous point to make. But to say that they're not out there, every single one of them trying to make money, I I think is is pretty foolish. Um, Are there some events that they want to hoist the trophy? Probably. But a, you know conveniently with those events there comes a lot of money and you know even Rory himself said so he said when he first came out on tour it was about the money um it was for him it was and i'm guessing many of them are like that so and i and i don't say that as a negative um at all we all work to make money um so there's there's nothing negative about that um it's just it uh, it is what it is
1: yeah yeah absolutely there you go well what do you think is going to change in 2023 it's very hard to predict it's moving so fast um but one thing i think has been really good from this is it's been quite exciting like it has been quite That's an one word. time well it has <laughs> isn't it i mean golf does need some shake-ups i know lots of people who probably don't want golf to change ever um but it did need a bit of a shake-up and i do well
0: we didn't talk about the biggest shake-up go on Live tour now allows players to wear shorts. Oh, that was oh. such
1: an easy win for them. Wasn't yeah, it? that was like the, that was it was so <laughs> funny. It was literally the easiest win ever because it, now what do the P, the PGA tour can't win now? That is the ultimate checkmate move in the shorts debate
2: because no, 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 if they go to shorts, the they've
1: copied and. They wanted to go to shorts, but now they can't, so they're stuck in ch- It's so funny. What's the
0: answer, Greg?
2: No, no, There's they're no going go to shorts. They're going to go to shorts, but they're going to pay players per pair of shorts they wear during the <laughs> round, or per step they take in shorts. <laughs> yeah. It's a, just a pay-for-short-walking program. It's going to be great.
0: Maybe, uh, yeah, that's good. Or, or the PGA Tour could allow them to wear shorts but make them wear those knee-high black socks, right? like, like Oh, that could be, yeah, here we go. Yeah, wear yeah. The right Remember socks the old with days,
2: Mark? I don't know, Louis, did you have to do it in the States? But in, in over in the UK and in Australia, you had to wear the long white socks. Knee-high socks, under socks. Your knee. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's
1: still clubs but, that do that. Knee-high? Really? Yeah. Are they black or white? St. St. George's still does that. I'm pretty sure St. George's, where yeah, the Open smooth. was last year, still has a knee high socks policy. Awesome. Um,
0: that's, that's just right. the worst. That's just the worst. But yeah, yeah
2: that should be it. That'd be great. Big
0: but, changes. Shorts uh, yeah, and golf. Absolutely. And yeah, there's, there's absolutely. There's a room
2: for a sponsor on the side of the stock too, so we can get a little money on the <laughs> yeah, stock. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That'd be great. Well, yeah. let us
1: know what you think will change in 2023. Definitely fast moving, exciting times, and hopefully the biggest winner of this will be us and in the long run, golf, because I just think there is a potential for it to really shift itself on and expose itself to some new audiences thanks for listening as always hit us up on our social channels if you've got any opinions on what we've been talking about or any of the other episodes thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode